All right, one more sound check. I need you to repeat after me. Uh, uh-huh. I'm going to random words mm-hmm. that pop on the thing. I'm thinking, man, I wish my fiance was more like you. Man, I wish my fiance was more like you. All right, let's see how it sounds. You said that way too- All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for returning to The Problem Solvers. Woo! <laughs> we have a very special episode today. We're going to do something much different than usual. Today in studio, or parentheses in bedroom, we have with us my wife. <laughs> I've got my well, my, well, my good friend Chris Henshaw standing in the background. I also make a lot of hand gestures when I do this because it's Go for it. Uh, and he has brought his lovely fiance, Victoria. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Uh, Victoria is a licensed therapist. Sure am. Congratulations thank on that, you. by the way. Thank What's you. What's your full on role title? Uh, yeah. Graduate with mental health counseling, MHC. MHC. Yep. L-M-H-C. Industry terms. Yep. Well, good. That's great. And what we're going to do today for all our listeners, uh, this is going to be a learning experience for myself, for Victoria, and for everybody out there on the internet. I figure if you guys are going to listen to me for like an hour at a clip, you got to know who I am. <laughs> you got to learn a little bit about me. Introspective. So we're going to go in into what makes me me in an episode we call (laughs) that might have been too loud so i might have to edit it out but it's it's get out of my head and imagine me screaming it (laughs) so uh i I think to start let's get a little just introduce yourself get a little background about you um so i'm a therapist um i work mostly with children and teens but i feel like that fits really well um i have known you for a few years now and i have continuously yeah it's gonna be two years in january um i have consistently said to chris i cannot figure zach out (laughs) so i'm really excited to have a really good excuse a sanctioned excuse to interview you yeah and figure out what the hell's going it'll be like practice for you too because i i can imagine that i'm i'm gonna be a training tool for (laughs) for some people uh i just so you know Uh so you're aware i have had to see mental health professionals Mm -hmm. three times now Mm -hmm. court ordered Mm -hmm. and i've lied my fucking ass (laughs) off to every single one of them and i've said exactly what they want to hear and they've felt better about themselves and then i go back about my business being a rotten yeah terrible person yeah okay so also for you to know i am not treating this as a therapy session so i'm going to full on come at you with my questions (laughs) i'm ready for it okay now uh I'm currently in group therapy, mm-hmm. so don't mess up anything that they've been working on. <laughs> okay. I, I think they're doing all right. all right. Actually, for real, side note, I like group therapy. Do you? I, well, I can't say I like it because it's not like I would go there if the court wasn't making me. Uh-huh. But out of all the fucking shit they've been making me do, I don't hate going. Like, Why? I can go there because I, normally I sit in front of a therapist one-on-one and they're like, oh, you, you got a DWI? Is that because your parents molested you? I'm like, I don't know. No, it's probably because I drank a beer and I drove. Yeah. But when I'm in group, I'm surrounded by a bunch of dudes that are fresh out of jail. They're mm-hmm. all on probation. They've all been arrested for the same shit I have. And we're just like, yo, man, this sucks. And the other guy's like, it does suck, right? When that happens. Yeah. And I'm like, this is nice. It's nice to have people that understand what you're yeah. going through. Commiserate. Yeah. You can stop commiserate and listen. Yeah. <laughs> so I might cry. You know. Please. <laughs> I would love if I could make you cry. Uh, I consider myself mentally a fucking steel trap. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see that. 
And I don't let anybody in. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, where should we start? Uh, I'm going to tell you Birth. real life childhood. Okay. So you can get a small idea. Okay. My name, Zachary Bascallo, and my mm. story begins at the dawn of time. <laughs> I was born November 27th, 1984. Oh, to... happy birthday. Thank you very much. My birthday just passed. Uh, my mother, Emily Venezia. Is her maiden name? My real last name now is Gallo as mm-hmm. well. Conrad Gallo. I don't know. I don't think I have to tell you all this. They they were bad parents. Mm-hmm. I used to get beat up on a lot by my parents, especially my mom. She mm-hmm. was really bad. And do you think that's why I can't find a girlfriend? Uh, no, probably not. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Keep working. All right. Uh, yeah, they were they were, they were bad, but they were parents that were just you know they were broke. They were a lot like me now, but they had fucking three kids. Okay. So they didn't have a lot of money. We yeah. didn't have a lot of stuff. We lived in a very small house. Uh, and it just sucked. It was a sucky childhood. But I don't feel personally that I harbor any resentment towards them. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm tight with my dad. Me and my mom are cool. cool. I just had Thanksgiving with them yesterday. Nice. So it's all good there. Uh, so Best slash worst part of the meal? Uh, the worst part of the meal was that we had it. Like, we didn't have, like, Thanksgiving dinner at, like, my parents' house or anything. We went out. Mm-hmm. And they, they chose a fucking a very shitty place to go. <laughs> it was, like... I don't know if you've ever been to the Irish Center. It's a shitty little bar in town. Sounds like the worst place to have Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. Yeah, they had like a Thanksgiving buffet, but it was a... My mom made the reservations for one, so it was still brunch. So it was like, here's, here's fucking mashed potatoes next to scrambled eggs. And it was, <laughs> it was subpar. But the best part was my Uncle Ronnie, my father's brother, was there. And he is a fucking maniac. Mm. He was just telling me stories of him being a shitty person too and i think he's like 70 now and he's still selling drugs and he's fucking okay so he... it's like generational patterns for you okay slow down yeah <laughs> slow down phd because phd stands for pretty hard damn it yeah because you're going right at me yeah i am i told you i was i don't sell drugs i well. don't do well now that i'm on probation i don't do any drugs but like i don't mm. even smoke pot mm-hmm. my parents and my uncle my whole family i'll smoke i don't okay okay I just, you know, I like to drink, party, have a little good time once in a while. But I'm, I'm sober now for almost four months. Mm. Haven't done nothing. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, I had a weird childhood. Uh, school was all right. Uh, I was very, very smart in school. But I never applied myself because I was also pretty cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was a cool guy. Uh I, I, but, you know, I was in, like, honor society and all that cool stuff, and I was always, like, doing good. So what do you mean you don't apply yourself? Uh, I didn't want to do anything. Like, but you were in honor society. So yeah, you clearly did something. They they don't really give you a choice about that. Yeah, but you still did well enough to be honored. I, all right, so the thing about me is I do a lot of what I do for the recognition. Mm-hmm. Like, I like people being like, that guy is really good at whatever. So when I was in school, I was like, check it out, guys. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm fucking, I do whatever I want, whenever I want. <laughs> but then also, oh, you think this is cool? I can do that really easy. Mm-hmm. So I'd do these things. Okay. Uh, but towards the end of high school, I just stopped. I, was, I did what I had to do to get by. Mm-hmm. And I found out that school's a lot better if you find out that you can do things and you find ways to not do them, but still get the same recognition, you know, re- credit. Okay. In like, what way? Can you make that? Uh, like... I was in a lot of advanced classes, Okay. but instead of continuing them, I didn't need to to graduate, so mm-hmm. I stopped doing them, but everybody was like, oh, 
you have the potential to do it. Yeah, I gotcha. like I didn't need to take any science classes or any math classes because I I got at them right. really fast. I could have kept going, and all right. all my smart friends kept going. But I was like, you guys are doing that. I'm hanging out over here, macking on bras, <laughs> skateboarding. Okay. And look at me now. Okay. Uh, and then you know, then there's adolescence. I partied a lot. Mm-hmm. I uh, I made a lot of friends that are still my friends. I'm very close with all my friends. Uh, a lot of them I've been friends with for like 20 years. Mm. So I like to keep them close. Mm-hmm. I never fucking let them go. <laughs> and Chris Stanzione, I know you're listening. I'm never gonna let you go. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I I I I think that's about it mm. for the earliness of my life. Okay. Then when I got older, I got in a lot of trouble all the time because I don't like being told what to do ever. Yeah. And, and I think I know better than most people. Like if a cop says, "Hey, you can't do that," I'll be like, "Why? I'm yeah. doing it." And I can. Okay. And nobody's, nobody's at fault here. Right. Only because you make these rules that say I can't do it is the only reason I can't yeah. do it. Suck a dick. Yeah. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. So that's why I'm always in trouble. Okay. So I, I know better. Yeah. I think I do. Um, yeah. And okay. that, that brings us to here, to today. Hmm. Where I, I have converted my bedroom into a studio. <laughs> I've got flowers, towels. Uh-huh. Everything I need. Mm. So that's my back. Okay. All right. So what's the biggest issues in your life right now? Biggest issue in my Besides life right now? Besides going to prison. That's, that is the biggest issue. Mm. I am stuck where I am in life because I'm on probation. I'm in my fourth year of a five-year felony probation mm-hmm. stint. Yeah. And I got arrested recently, which means it's probably going to be even longer. I'm not mm-hmm. allowed to leave the county. And I ha- I can't drive. So yeah. I have to keep everything really close to me in life. I have to work close. I have to stay close for group therapy. And uh, I, I'm not allowed to do anything that I want to do. Right. So, so. It's, it's I'm I'm a prisoner outside of prison right, right now, and that is that's the biggest issue in my life. I'm yeah. going stir crazy because I'm 35 years old, and I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I want to do what I want to do, right. but I can't. Okay. Um. Hmm. Interesting. And I don't blame anybody but myself. Like I, I obviously I blame the laws that I don't agree with. Yeah. But I know them, and yeah. I know I can follow the law. Yeah. And I should, and I have been recently. It's my own fault I'm here, but I want to get the fuck out of here. So is it more of an inconvenience for you or is it there is there like a something else emotionally that's making it sucky for you? Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just curious. I really want to know. I, I feel like I'm wasting I'm wasting time. Yeah. yeah. Precious time. Okay. I'm I don't like the idea of becoming an old person. Okay. But I know it happens to everybody. And I don't want to waste the time that I have now sitting here because I'm going to be sitting here when I'm an old person. Right, doing I'm bullshit. young and I'm cool and I'm yeah. fun now. Let me get out and fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so, so what would you do if you weren't going through all this right now? What would your uh, life look um, like? I'd just be living somewhere where I'd, I'm happier. I want to go somewhere without a winter. Uh-huh. Uh, I was offered a few jobs out of state that I was like super excited to take, but probation shot them down. So, like, maybe California, Texas, Carolinas, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be, I don't know, just doing that. Hmm. Living life somewhere else, and I'd be traveling a lot more. Hmm. Uh, my ex-girlfriend is, like, a fucking super traveler, and I'm insanely jealous. Because whenever yeah. she feels like it, she just goes wherever she wants. Yeah. And, like, I see that, and I'm like, damn it. I shouldn't have fucking yeah. broken all those laws. Yeah. Um. So what I really want to know is if you feel any anxiety over all of this, if this like kind of like getting older and not really um, 
being able to live your youth as you want to. Because I feel like from what I've known of you in this limited capacity that I have, you haven't really experienced any anxiety at all. Oh, I, for a long time, thought there was something wrong with me because I don't get yeah. anxious about anything. Yeah. I don't really get nervous. And I don't really get scared, which uh, for a while I was like, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me. But then I was like, no, this is great. I, I, I'm not feeling any, I'm not anxious. Mm. I am impatient. Like mm-hmm. I, when I set my mind to something, I have to fucking destroy it. I okay. have to do it and I have to accomplish it. Like okay. I wanted to do a podcast and I was like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. I went full steam into it. Now I want to travel. I want to go do things and mm. I can't because out an outside force is preventing me. Okay. So when was the last time you felt scared about something or anxious? And not scared in a way where it's like, because we listened to one of your recent episodes where you were saying, like, you like to get scared. Oh, yeah. Like, and like, like whoa, Yeah, like, that's, like, scared. that's not the same thing. Skywheel. But, like, yeah, yeah. We, your friend went to Myrtle Beach or whatever. Um, but when was the last time you actually felt, like, true fear? I think when I got pulled over. It was, like, three, four months ago. Okay. Because I, I, I was riding my motorcycle home. And I saw the police lights behind me, and I'm very aware of what kind of trouble I get into mm-hmm. if I'm caught riding a motorcycle or if I'm caught doing anything. So as soon as I saw those lights, I was like, well, now I have to go to jail. Mm. And I was scared. And I, I did go to jail, but I made the most of it for the night. What I, were you afraid of? Uh, to be honest, I think my biggest fear about all this, because I know everything about it's permanent. Like, if I go to jail over drinking and driving, mm-hmm. it's only going to be for a few months, right. max. And I'm not worried about that. Right. What, I, what I do have, and this is real life, is I have FOMO. And I think that should be yeah. a real medical condition. Totally. Because when I think about the possibility of me going to jail, all I think about is like, well, what's this person going to do? And what am I going to miss while I'm inside? Exactly. What are they going to do when I'm gone? And like, what is, what am I going to give up while my youth is being wasted in jail? Yes. Yeah. But I also look at it like... This is an experience that nobody else, well, not nobody else, millions of people in yeah, jail, but like yeah. none of my friends are in jail. So like I can go to jail for a few months, do some shit, make some friends maybe, mm. work out a little bit, come out and I'm sure I'll have some funny stories to talk about when I get out. Okay. So let's say you went to jail for some reason you went to jail for like 30 years. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that would suck. That'd be yeah. horrible. I'm really curious what your reaction would be. I would be very upset about it and I would fight it. I would lawyer mm. up. I'm curious what your upset reaction would be, though. This this. Mm. That's, that's it? That's, that's it. That's You're going to jail for 30 <laughs> to 25 to life. That's your sentence. Yeah. You should see <laughs> all my just... mugshots. They're all like this. <laughs> I'm not really shocked by that. <laughs> yeah, I have some pretty funny ones. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, just, I'd be really bummed. Like, Well, I'd imagine I'd have to do something pretty fucked up to go to jail for 30 years. Yeah. So, like, I can't even think about what that has mindset would be like because i'd i'd probably do something ridiculous and then i'd be like a super villain hmm. yeah i always uh i'm always really curious i can't figure you out that's Thank my you. biggest thing i think that is a compliment <laughs> um yeah it's really it's really bizarre because i feel like you don't have a ton of anxiety or fear fear about a lot of things which you obviously just confirmed um but you also have this you have like these this disparity between being very uh non-emotional and just kind of robotic in a way sound like every one of my girlfriends but but at the same time there's also a part of you that is not like that so it's like this very weird duality in you that i cannot Mm. resolve for the life of me and you want to i'm going to start cracking eggs of the inside please 
Because I think, honestly, I think it's, I have an ability to see the bigger picture that a lot of people don't see. They focus, like, I'm going to jail for something stupid. Yeah. If somebody else was in my position, all they would think about is like, jail, this is stupid, this is jail, I fuck, I'm scared, this and that and everything. But like, none of it matters. Not, okay, like, so now wait, hold on. None of it matters at all. Can I stop you? So back up. So what do you think other people would think? If you're, I don't going, know. if they were going to jail, they'd probably like. What do you think I would think? You'd probably going think to jail? like, oh, my life's over. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm gonna lose this, or I'm gonna. Right. Uh, maybe I'll get murdered in jail. Okay. Like I don't. Uh, some I'd assume that. Uh, like, I'd imagine because like for most people, instilled in little kids even is the idea like, if you're a bad person, mm-hmm. this is it. That's like the end of the road. Like yeah. there's like two fears. Yeah. Death and going to jail. Yeah. And. To me, there should only be one. Right. Just death. Everything else is just stupid shit that happens because we're stupid fucking monkeys that don't have hair on us, Mm -hmm. that make up our own rules, and we fucking follow them. Okay, so are you afraid of death? Uh, I definitely don't want to die. Like, I'm pretty fucking awesome at being alive. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Like, I haven't messed up being alive once. Okay. I've been doing it really good. Mm -hmm. I've been breathing all the time. I eat and I sleep. Great. I've been going to the bathroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all the parameters of living. I mm-hmm. definitely don't want to die. Okay. I'm sure when death comes, I'll be very afraid. Hmm. Because the, the ultimate FOMO. Yeah, I'd be missing out on everything. Yeah. I won't be able to see time travel. It's true. I won't be able to see flying cars unless Elon Musk, he hurries up. He's on a roll right He is, now. he is. I wouldn't be surprised if that truck can fly now and he's just waiting. I'd buy that truck. <laughs> he's just waiting to show it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm technically afraid to die mm-hmm. i'm not like i don't live my life afraid that something's gonna happen that's gonna kill me you know like when i when i'm riding death trap motorcycles i'm not like this might kill me i should be safe hmm. i'm like this is fucking radical and it would be a cool way to die what's, okay what's your closest experience with death no oh, got a bunch of crash experience with that in your opinion i think the closest i've ever been to dying I was probably like 13 years old and I was swimming at like a swimming hole in Panelville. I, I, did I take you to any swimming holes? They're fucking radical. They're awesome. Like cliff jumping and stuff. I like to. Uh, and I, I jumped off this, this cliff thing and I, I went all the way to the bottom of the water. And I don't know if my foot got like stuck under a rock or it got like, I got pulled under into like the muckiness, but I couldn't get out. And I uh, like... I don't, I was, essentially, I was drowning, Mm. and one of my parents' friends, like, jumped out and pulled me out, and, like, they had to, like, fucking pump the water out of me. I think that's that's probably the closest I've ever That's pretty intense. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of went back to swimming. Oh, I did, I did almost medically die once, I guess, and this, this is a good insight into who I really am. So, I, I got punched in the mouth, Uh and it broke one of my teeth. Uh It, I, it led to, like, an infection. Yeah. Because I don't really go to the doctor or the dentist when I'm supposed to. Yeah. And then uh, it led to this, like, swelling in my throat. It's called uh, Ludwig's angina. Mm-hmm. And it, it swelled up really bad. And I went to the hospital eventually because I was like, I, I can't breathe anymore. And when I went to the doctor, she was like, you are really lucky you didn't die in your sleep last night. And I was like, that's wild. And she was like, that's, that's all you got to say for it? And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't die. She's like, yeah, but you were like, you probably would have died tonight. And I was like, oh, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't live in the what ifs. And hmm. she said to me, 
you need to be hit in the head with a hammer. And I said, is that going to cure this? And then I reached out for a high five, and she didn't give it to me. <laughs> and that is, that is a 100% true story. My little sister was there. Uh, but then she gave me some medicine, and it went away. Okay. And here I am. Okay. Living life. And I did decide that if I were to die then, or if I am to die anytime soon, like an early death, I would like a choir of the girls that I've slept with at my funeral mm. singing Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. Oh, great. I think that would be great. I I would attend that. and mm-hmm. Yeah. So Interesting. You have a healthy fear of death, which is really not what I expected from you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not expect that. I expected you to full on uh, not give a fuck if you died. Okay, so what is your biggest fear then besides missing out? I, I really don't know. Sharks? Do you actually have a fear? Like, don't make one up. I don't know. I really you don't, don't have know. one? I don't, I don't think about it. Okay. Like, it shit scares me. Okay. But it just doesn't affect me when it scares me. Okay. So what do you want to... Let's change gears. So what do you want to figure out about yourself, if anything? That's the thing. I, I have myself completely figured out, I think. Do you actually? I think I know everything about me. See, I don't think and that's true. I think I know true. everything about almost everybody. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, really? I, I think I can read people. Oh, yeah? Uh, what I want to know is, though... Why, why doesn't my mom love me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna not answer that, and I'm going to ask you what I want to. I want you to read me. Let's see if that's true. Uh, that's too much pressure. No, go right. for it. Um, come on, I'm sitting here. I have to interview yeah, you. you went to come on, for this. I can fix your motorcycle. I went to school for that. <laughs> All right, I you think... think you have everyone figured out? Go for it. I, to be honest, I feel like I don't know you well enough, okay. but I'll try. I'll try. Okay. Um. Let's see. You're you're a very smart person mm-hmm. from what I've gathered so far. And you seem like the kind of person that doesn't feel like you have to prove yourself to anyone else. Like mm. you didn't go to school because like you're like one of those people that's like, my parents said I couldn't do this. I'm going to prove them wrong. Mm. I just think you're just doing it because you're a smart person mm-hmm. and it's a good career and it's a solid, safe move. Mm. But it's also something that you can feel fulfilled in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's all you know about me. What about Chris? Chris? Yeah. Chris is a fucking wiener. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. All right, let's do this. Let's let analyze Chris, and I'm going to tell you if I feel the same. All right. My what professional opinion. From what I know yeah, about Chris is he has no problem changing with fads and becoming, oh. diving into something that he feels is cool at the time. Uh-huh. I saw a picture of him wearing a vest and skinny jeans with a horrible haircut. <laughs> 14 years ago! <laughs> and he loved it. And he Holy was invested shit. in it. But, in my professional opinion, mm-hmm. that means that you are uh, not ashamed of being who you are, mm-hmm. even if that changes sometimes. Because, like, like, if, if I would have met you then, I would have hated you. You probably would have beat me up. Because, I, honestly, I've been, like, I dressed the same my whole life, and I've, mm-hmm. I think I've acted pretty much the same. Uh, there was a time when I wore UFO pants, and I wish I could go back and take that back. Mm. But, I mean, like, yeah, you seem like you're you're a very confident guy. Mm-hmm. You don't you do, you don't seem like you feel ashamed about much that you do. You yeah. own a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's accurate. Cool. I think that's accurate. Um, okay, let's talk about you then. Since uh, this is your me, podcast, huh? and I think that we need to analyze right, you a little me, bit further. Let me check what I got in my notes here. For, okay. For this. Please. All Go right. Ahead. What I want to do is I want to tell you some random stories. Oh, yes. Let's do it. And I want you to... Can you just read little snippets of your notes out of the so you can see, like, 
<laughs> oh, yes. The actual inner workings of your mind. <laughs> Dude, you're going to pull off this. Is, this is an untapped thing. That it's true. Happened. This is... And the way that I write notes is exactly how my brain works, too. It's like, remember this important part? Doesn't have to be in order. You know the order, buddy. Mm-hmm. Go get it. And then I tap myself on the back. All right, great. All right, so my notes... Title. Yeah. Get out of my head. First, and these are all bullet points. Sound check, something about Henshaw, which we did. <laughs> Intros, background, stories, lies or not, tests and questions. Okay. So that's the, the thing. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what this one means. Humble but better. Fat people don't love. Faked <laughs> orgasms. Watched parents sex. Hit me. Let's next, do it. next is another bullet point: stories. Dude, hand job at a party. Halloween dorm sex. Work black eye slash eye patch. Arrest stories. Sophia Justin. Zach Plastic. Lies. Split personality. Okay, so <laughs> that's, that's before we start, list. I want to ask you: um, How much did you go into this expecting and hoping, expecting slash hoping to shock me? Uh, I don't think that I was planning on shocking you. I was okay. just hoping to make you laugh. Okay, okay. And maybe maybe shock you a little with wow, like... so you and Kyle's in common. Don't you ever compare <laughs> me to that man. All right. So I think I'm going to start with some stories. And I want you to tell me... Okay. Because this is your job. I want mm-hmm. you to tell me what this means about me. <laughs> okay. We'll start with uh, work black eye slash eye patch. All right. And it kind of it weaves into the one story that I was telling about almost dying. Mm-hmm. So I worked at this place that required me to have a badge that had a picture of me to get into like certain areas. It was uh, like whatever, but it, it was super professional. And before we would we'd have to get our pictures taken every year to keep the like the IDs up to date. Mm-hmm. And before I would get my picture taken every year, I would go out, get drunk, and get one of my friends to punch me in the eye. As much as they could, so that when I went to work, I had a big, nasty black eye. Mm-hmm. Did it every year. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, because th- this is when I was in my early 20s, and I drank and fought a lot when I was young. Well, not, I wouldn't say a lot, but I, I got into a lot of scraps and altercations. So, like, I would go to work, and people would be like, hey, man, how'd you get that black eye? And I said, oh, I got punched <laughs> in the eye, you fucking scientist. But... I got punched in the eye by my friend so I could take this picture because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And no one would understand why I thought it was funny, but I would do it anyway. And then when that thing was going on with my throat, I went to the doc. I left work early to go to the doctor. And I went there. And you know what the fucking doctor said? They were like, take these pills. Also, eat candy. Because it'll, it'll make your uh, spit glands... Oh. Work and it'll work the infection. Okay. I said, take candy. Where'd you get your fucking degree at the fucking lollipop guild? Because that's <laughs> a, that's a fucking lie. So I was I was getting ready to go back to work, and I was like, this is fucking lame. I told these people that I think I'm dying, and I'm gonna go back to work with fucking Starburst. Uh-huh. Like that's not cool. So I bought an eye patch, and I uh-huh. put it on. Yeah. And I went to work, and I didn't say anything to anybody about it, but people kept coming up to me, and they're like, dude, what happened? Like, you just got back from the doctor. What's with the eye patch? And I was like, oh, turns out I had an infection on the back of my eyeball. They had to scrape it, and I have to wear this eye patch now. And I told everyone that uh-huh. for the entire day. Mm-hmm. Then I went to work the next day without the eye patch, and they were like, your eye's better? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I made that up. Suckers! So what does and that mean about <laughs> me? What does that okay, say about me? Why did you do it? Because I thought it was funny. You thought it was funny? Yes. Okay. 
Um, the biggest thing is that you don't take life seriously. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, agree. Mean, I agree. I don't think that there's anything deeper to that, except oh. that you probably don't want people to actually give a fuck about you on a deeper level. Whoa. I would guess. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the, that's probably the root of it. Okay. I would guess. All right. Hot um, shot. Because otherwise it's probably too awkward and uncomfortable for you to let people um, care about you and makes you vulnerable in a weird way that you probably are not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with you making this assessment of me. <laughs> you shouldn't have had me on the show then. All right, no, that's, I don't know that's, why you were expecting from a therapist. That's cool. You know what's funny is that uh, I'm not going to publish this episode. I'm just going to sit in my room. <laughs> and cry about it. It's going to get black and white in here, and I'm just going to listen to it on loop and be like, she was right. Get out of my head. Um, I think that's probably the bulk of it. I don't think it really is anything deeper than that. I mean, there's nothing crazier narcissistic about you doing that, but... All right, because, see, that's what I was worried about. No. Was, I was worried that, uh, because I've been called a narcissist before, but I don't think being self-aware is the same as being narcissistic. It's, not. it's because, definitely not. Like, I wrote Humble But Better here. Uh-huh. There's a lot of things that I know that I'm really good at, okay. and a lot of things that I'm better at than other people, okay. and I, there's a lot of people that I'm smarter than. Okay. But I, I don't think it makes me conceited knowing it. No. And I, I consider myself a really humble person because I don't go around and I'm not like, hey, excuse me, dummy, as a smarter person, I need you to move. Right. Like, I think I'm still a pretty humble person. Yeah. I don't try to shit on anybody. And I get people... No, you don't. I get people calling me a narcissist all the time. Mm-hmm. Amelie. Calling me a narcissist <laughs> nonstop. But uh, um, I don't think I am. I don't think, I don't think narcissist is the right word, but I Sociopath. do think... Uh, no, I wouldn't call you a sociopath either. Oh, wait till I tell you the story about killing a cat. Oh, I'm just Christ. joking. I don't have a kill in a cat story. Um, no, I think that you have pretty severe defense mechanisms. What do you mean by that? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I wouldn't call you a narcissist, though, because you are genuinely a nice person. Oh, so it's that's very what I weird. let you think. It's really weird. Uh, you have these, this is what I was saying before, like, you have these two parts where I don't know if I can genuinely trust you or not. Oh, that is a very good thing to think because i i let people know like <laughs> there's a good chance i'm lying to you about something and yeah. you'll never know which is sociopathic i think i can convince anyone of anything i believe that i'm yeah, the best true. liar in the world yeah you were such a good salesman it would suck exactly i could be a salesman yes and no but the problem with that is that then you elevate yourself to this this depth and then people who are actually looking at it can see you think so you think yeah. people can see because i'm also i don't try to take advantage of anybody with it i just know that i have it i have an ability yeah that's well, I, I always wanted to be an actor because yeah. i think i'd be a fucking great actor because all it is is lying to people yeah you'd probably be good at that and i i'd love to lie to people for money uh-huh. which is part of the reason why i started this podcast so send me money and i'll, <laughs> I'll keep lying to you all right i'm gonna switch it up all right to a, a lighter story okay I, and, you know, a lot of times when people have mental issues, it stems from some kind of sexual uh, origin deep down inside. Uh, I won't address that right now, but okay. So I'm going to tell you a story. Please. This is a good one. Okay. One that I haven't told on the podcast yet, so I'm excited. All right. I'd say 10 years ago or so, in my mid-20s, mm-hmm. me and my friends were partying up in Albany. I was kind of seeing this girl. I was sleeping with this girl. I just met her, you know, not too long ago, so we didn't know each other that well. And, uh, you know, we were partying, having a great time. And we decided at the end of the night, like, I was going to go back with her. Like, I already knew that. But my buddy 
was like, hey, you mind if I come crash there with you? And I was like, no problem. It's like, just leave us alone when we make in sex. So we go back to our house, we have sex and everything, we go to bed. And the next morning we wake up and we start going at it again. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you understand how penises work and guys work, but when you've been drinking, it takes a little while, it takes a little bit longer to finish. Well, me, me then, I don't know about <laughs> this. Like, if, uh-huh. I've, if I've been drinking, I, it takes a lot to make me finish. And yeah. since we had just had sex like a few hours beforehand, you know, like my... Yep. My meter was down low. The reserves were depleted. The reserves were depleted, but the body was still strong and Mm -hmm. mighty. So me and this girl are having sex for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where it was like, all right, well, I'm I'm good. We did I don't have to finish. But because we had just started seeing each other, she was one she had that mindset where like, no, no, no. I'm gonna rock your world. And I was like, all right, go for it. So a very long time continues to go by and she starts using her mouth and she's got her her butt facing the door and i'm just kind of like off somewhere else uh-huh. in my mind and then the door opens my buddy justin comes in butthole pointed right Bro. at him and he just goes nice <laughs> and i looked at him and i started laughing immediately came as soon as i started laughing i came got all over the side of the girl's head because she turned <laughs> to look at him and i i couldn't stop laughing so what does that mean about me um it means nothing about you. It's a physiological response. They're both release uh, behaviors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you laughing and you coming are that's nothing to do. Man, it's, I no, wish sorry, that sorry. I'm I. You know you're trying to shock me, but um, I wasn't I trying to shock. I need yeah, to. I need well, to learn more about you. I think you me. are. Yeah. Trying to learn more. Yeah. About sorry. Me. I so, think it's just physiological. When I was a child, my parents used to make me watch them have sex so that I could know what love was. Yeah, I don't about feel me? like that's accurate. I just don't. Yeah, think I want to call true. it love making. Yeah, I think that that there's nothing about this that's true. All right, fine. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I guess I'll just bottle that one up for group therapy. <laughs> yeah, please, please bring this out in your group therapy. All right. My best friend mm-hmm. is a mannequin mm-hmm. that I dress like me and I, I cover in true. my tattoos. I know this is true. What does that say about me? Um, well. He's know. the funniest guy I know. What do you think this says about you, Zach? That I wish the world could experience more of me. Oh, really? Yep. I think, <laughs> okay. I think that. And there's the narcissist. <laughs> nah, it's all a joke. I, do you know the story of how Zach Plastic came to be? Uh, no. I've told it on the podcast, so I'll just give the abridged okay. version. My girlfriend at the time was upset because I, I wasn't around a lot uh-huh. as I was working a lot. So for Valentine's Day, I bought her a mannequin and I dressed it as me and I covered it with my tattoos. That's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. She dumped me because of it. Wow. That's okay. Yeah. Then I I made a very strong point that I wanted to keep him because I think it's hilarious to have him. Right. And it's it's good, too, for like Halloween and stuff because Mm -hmm. like I I made that costume that's on him Mm -hmm. right now. He's wearing a uh, Kylo Ren costume that I I handmade. But I used him like the way that like seamstresses use dummies. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in handy and he's a great companion. Do you wear the clothes that you put on him? Yeah. Do you actually? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the clothes that are on him are mine. Okay. I, just, I change his clothes every couple of days because I think it's funny. Um, I really genuinely think that you are, <laughs> your narcissistic tendencies are uh, really you amusing yourself. I don't think that they're true. I, I agree. Tendencies. I agree with that. I don't. I think that I pretend to be narcissistic because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly, I do everything 
Just because I think it's funny. And I think it's probably safe for you to pretend to be narcissistic because then nobody else can call you selfish or narcissistic hmm. or whatever because you already know it's true. Yeah. And then when I do non-selfish, non-narcissistic things, like, I look Whoa. even better. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you look better. Like I, I think bought you it's... these flowers. No, you didn't. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, really what it comes down to is you look, it's more confusing for the average person. I and like the average it. person who has a degree in <laughs> analyzing people's personalities, it's very confusing. I don't get your thing. I don't I don't think I have a thing. That's the thing. I think I'm just me. No, I don't know. It's mm. not just you being you. I don't get your thing. Oh, all right. I need to flay you like a fish, I what, think. If all right, if you had to guess my thing, like if you if you're saying if you have, do you have any working theories about my thing? Uh, I really don't. That's I awesome. Really you know how good that makes me feel? Because, you know, there are so many times where you'll say stuff that I'm like, whoa, what the fuck, Zach? And then I am like, you have like a Where the Wild Things Are tattoo. I do. It's my so favorite one. so weird to me. I can't resolve your thing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, do you have two personalities? Like, I don't get it. That is on my list. Nah. I don't, but that was going to be one of my lies. Okay, do it. Give me a I want a truth or a lie. So I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. And you're going to have to decide whether it's true or not. Okay. I was at a party when I was in my teens. We all used to party at my buddy's house because his parents lived in a big old motel. Mm -hmm. Now, at this party, uh, if you got hammered, you can crash in any room because there's like 23 rooms. Mm -hmm. I go in this one room, fall asleep. My buddy comes in and he's like, yeah, I'm going to pass out too. I was like, whatever, dude. Fall asleep. I wake up and and he's got his hand on my dick. And on top of that, he has my hand in his hand on his dick. And I woke up and I said, hey. Get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. I went back to sleep. Truth or lie? Uh, I'm going to say that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that's the true story. <laughs> I got to I gotta dig back in the annals, find story. Because there's a lot that's happened to me in life that I'm like, my life's a fucking movie. No one's going to believe that this uh-huh. just happened to me. And I'm, I'm worried that I tell a lot of stories that are the truth that people don't know are the truth because, A. Because you also lie. I lie a lot. Yeah. And some of them are just so outrageous, they don't make any sense. Uh-huh. Like this last time I got arrested, mm-hmm. they pull me into the police station, I'm getting processed to go to jail. And they make you take off your clothes and shit. They were taking pictures of me, and the guy was like, you have to squat, spread mm-hmm. your bee cheeks, yep. and cough. Yep. And I was like, okay, uh, you know I got arrested for drinking, right? And he said, yep. And I was like, you think I got beer in there? And he went, what? And then I started laughing, and I fell over while naked and pulling my butt cheeks apart. And that made me laugh even harder. And, like, I tell people that, and I'm like, I bet these people think I'm lying. Because, like, who would do that in front of a cop when they're going to jail? Uh, that's a truth. Because yeah, a 100% truth. I that working in patient psych, that has happened to me. Yeah? Yeah, we had to do the exact same thing. Uh, I had a girl who's duffed a bunch of string up her vagina uh, for who knows what purpose. But she did. And she had you... a cough to get it right out. Does it fall out like that from sure the vagina the same as it does a b-hole? Sure does. Oh, man. Yep. Your body really is a wonderland. It is. <laughs> yeah. John Go Mayer was right. This is, this is also going to be the second episode in a row that I quote that. Because John Mayer is onto something. This is something. I, I don't want to come up with like. I'm going to tell you something about me. Uh-huh. That I, I think might actually... Give you some insight into figuring out my deal. Please. Okay. Hit it. And everyone that's listening, please don't think less of me about this. I'm coming to you <laughs> raw from a... This is doctor, patient, internet audience 
uh, confidentiality. confidentiality. Take your Hippocratic oaths, all of you. <laughs> now, pause the podcast, take it. I don't think that ugly people mm-hmm. really know what love is. I think that most of them take what they can get, when mm-hmm. they can get it, and they invest themselves in it mm. because it's more uh, rare to, to them. And I think also, adversely, they might have better relationships because they are more afraid to lose something and not be able to find another thing. Okay, so let's pause it there. <laughs> That's a good place to stop. Um, okay, so what does love mean to you then? And why don't you think ugly people can have it? No, no, I think they can have it, but I think not all of them really know what it is. Like, I think a lot of people have an idea about what love is, or they say love and they mm-hmm. think love. Like, you know, you know those type of people that, like, as soon as they get a boyfriend or girlfriend, they're on the internet. Yeah. I love this yeah, person yeah, so yeah. much. That's yeah. not love. No. You can't just say that no. word. But I'm also, I see, I see ugly couples, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, is it just coincidence that all these ugly people are together and married? Uh-huh. Or is uh-huh. it just like, like if, if you were somebody that went your whole life eating fucking filet mignon and mm-hmm. sushi, mm-hmm. and then somebody comes to you with like a fucking bag of cold McDonald's french fries, you'd mm-hmm. be like, nuh-uh, son. I don't do that. But if you're somebody that went your whole life eating cold McDonald's french fries, right. somebody comes to you with warm McDonald's chick nugs, you're like, I'm going to hold on to these chick nugs my whole life because there's nothing better out there. Do you, do you think it's because they think there's nothing better out there? Or do you think it's because they're like, oh, this person gets it? I think it's because they are afraid of life without it. That if they without lose the cold it, without McDonald's the cold, without the chicken, chicken nugget, they're, they're settling for a chicken nugget because they're worried that if they don't settle for that chicken nugget, they won't be able to find that Whopper. Okay, so do you think that there is one definition of ugliness? No, I think... So then how can you make that argument? Well, I'm talking about strictly physically ugly people. Like, you think there's one definition of strictly physically ugly people? I think there's a lot of definitions of strictly (laughs) ugly people. probably not wrong. I see a lot of them. Uh Uh-huh. And, see, I admire... And I also am sad for that situation Uh because one, these people, even though they might be able to do better, Mm -hmm. they're not going to think that and they're going to put everything into a relationship with another fat, ugly person. Oh, I shouldn't put fat in there. Just ugly (laughs) because fat people aren't ugly always sometimes. (laughs) But then, but then there's also on the other hand of that, like they could, they might be able to find like, like fucking movie love uh-huh. somewhere okay, but they so, they won't because they're they're probably afraid that their ugly ass won't be able to find anybody because they're so ugly do you think that they won't be able to find movie love with people who are also ugly no i think that's possible too okay but i i'm worried that a lot of them because like i know couples personally that i'm like this person is only with that person because that person will be with this person oh and i'm like don't do that don't do that there's so much more for you out there maybe hopefully you you can find somebody that likes ugly people okay so um, <laughs> there's so many things to address about this. Peel open uh, that onion, baby. But what are you asking me? I guess is my What's biggest What's that mean question. about me? <laughs> um, my first thought is that you, uh, think that things are, the superficiality of things is more important. Um, because if the fact that they're ugly, well, I don't know if they can find you know, true, deep, movie-type love. I'm saying they, they can. They I'm, can. What I'm worried about is that they think that they can't. 
I want to show the world that even the but uglies are beautiful. But maybe they can with their ugly. ODB once said. Do you actually think that or are you just lying? <laughs> no, no, I, I actually think that. When I was a kid, one of my best friends said to me, never settle. That's all he said. And for some reason, it stuck with me forever. Okay. And I, I like to think that I strive for a certain thing. Like what? I don't know, like happiness and this and that. Uh, no, no, fulfillment. Take, no, put more words to it. Happiness. Like, I, I don't want to settle for something that doesn't give me 100% what I'm looking for. What are you looking for? Well, it depends on the situation. Like, like if it's with a girl, yeah. I want to be 100% happy with that girl. I mm-hmm. don't want to be like, oh, this fucking bitch makes me so angry all the time. But it's good. Well, yeah, you know? for sure. But, like, what does that mean? Like, what's your definition of happiness there? Can you really define happiness? Can you? I don't think anybody can. So how can you settle? It's different. It's, it's situational, It's and it's relevant to the person yeah, that's, that's in question. To me, uh-huh. happiness is having, like, relationship, relationship happiness would be being with someone that I am 100, not 100% happy, because you can't be 100% mm-hmm. happy with everybody all the time unless you find yourself a Zach Plastic. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody that, no matter what, you want them around. Mm-hmm. Even if they're annoying you, you know you'll miss them if they're gone. Yeah. In a job, it's a job where you feel fulfilled and it gives you the life that you want mm-hmm. and the security that you want. Uh, the you majority know. of the time, you're good being there. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're happy and you're content. Yeah. I what, what scares me about this whole situation I'm talking about mm-hmm. is, for the other people mm-hmm. is that I'm scared that they're like, I might not get these other things i might not be able to find someone that i miss all the time but i do miss this person hmm. i'm an ugly person and i want to keep this person <laughs> and i, and I don't want an ugly person, when i see so... other people settling when yeah. i see people that i think are settling i'm like come on dude don't don't do that like if i if i see a girl that's like maybe not the most attractive visually mm-hmm. but very attractive internally mm-hmm. and she's with somebody that sucks i'm like don't let your ugliness hold you back. Mm. You can find someone that doesn't suck. Great. Maybe I should be a motion, motivational speaker. Yeah, I definitely, you definitely should. And sure. I'll just be as honest as I can be like, mm-hmm. all you ugly people came to me for a reason. Because I'm the king of the ugly yeah, people and this... I'll help you all. Well. I'll be your messiah. Okay. So that's... What's that say about me? That <laughs> all this is culminating to you being the ugly messiah? I mean, if I can't be the best looking guy in the you room, would I would want to be the best looking ugly guy in the room. Like, I would, I'd be the hottest ugly guy there. So you want to be, like, the highest on the totem pole of ugly people? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I could be at the top of the bottom. Okay. Okay. God, there's so many things <laughs> to unpack that I just can't even get started. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Yeah. And you know what? All that was a lie. What? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, what was a lie oh, that the, you feel bad about all that the, yeah, all the ugly people think oh uh, yeah no no I'm, that was true mm. i don't know anymore okay i don't really <laughs> Who knows? If, this active. is what i'm saying i don't really get your thing uh the not subtle thing is true though my friend david felter told me that when we were in like sixth grade and i was like you know what he's all right nobody needs to settle uh-huh. and nobody should then i killed him great because um, i didn't want anyone else to have him do you actually think you're ugly? No, not at all. Uh, and I'm, I, <laughs> that's the, I don't want to sound conceited or anything. Well. I'm, I consider myself <laughs> very aware. I don't think I'm an ugly guy at all. I think I, I used to be really ugly when I was a kid. I had okay. really bad acne. I was short and chubby. Uh-huh. 
Then I got you some surgery. You were chubby. Oh yeah. One, I wasn't like fat at all. Can you but take I. The cover of this episode, an old picture of you, please. <gasps> With acne. Oh my goodness. See the, the wow. This the just problem, opened a whole different door. The problem there is, I didn't get acne until after I was tall and and not. I was skinny at first. You would hit puberty. Right? Yeah. When oh, okay. I was short and chubby, I didn't have acne. Let's go back to that time. Okay. Let's talk about your puberty. All right. Let's talk. About, let's talk about it. Uh well. I was, I was always, I was really short. I was like the second shortest kid in my class. Mm-hmm. Which never really bothered me. I didn't this care about being short. pre-first boner or after first boner? I don't think there's such a thing as pre-first boner. What do you mean? When you were seven years old, have you had a boner? Kids get boners from the Did time they're babies. Did you get a boner when you were seven? I'm getting a boner right now. Okay, <laughs> well. <laughs> this morning? First time. No! Oh, I thought you meant first, first time, time today. Because last time. First, first time today was a few first hours time. ago. All right, let's talk about our puberty. All right, puberty. So I, I'd say it was probably around, like I started going through puberty probably like late middle schoolish, when your voice starts cracking. Okay, so and shit. around thirteen, fourteen. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. I, maybe yeah, probably probably around 12, there. 13, yeah. And then uh, when I was around like whatever age you are in tenth grade, mm-hmm. I got I got tall really fast. I went okay. from being like I was sure I was like five foot tall, five two. I guess I was. I, if I had to guess. Okay. And then I came back to school in like 10th or 11th grade. I can't remember exactly when. And I was like 5'10". Damn. Yeah. So you had and a it, huge growth spurt. Huge growth spurt. Okay. And it was fucking painful. But it was quick. So it didn't really matter. Okay. And like I never had like that really bad voice cracking phase. Like, you know, it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. But mine was really short. I went from having a little kid voice to having this beautiful manly baritone voice <laughs> that I have now really quickly. Yeah. But when I got really tall, I got really skinny. <laughs> like... I saw a picture of me as a teenager the other day, and I was like, ooh, how did I pick things up with such a little tiny skin Oh, arms? okay. Uh, but uh, I remedied that, remedied that really quickly, and when I was in, like, uh, my senior year, I just worked out a bunch with my friends. Okay, so how was your self-esteem when you went through puberty? I was a... I've always had pretty good self-esteem. Like, even through puberty? Even through puberty. Even I was, when you were super skinny like that? But yeah, because here's the thing. I never really relied on my physical appearance ever. Uh-huh. When I was short, I was really funny still, and I was really smart still. Okay. So I, I didn't like... I, I I had great friends. Some of those friends I'm still friends with today. Like mm. I, I was... I wasn't like, uh, like prom king. Yeah. But I was... You were doing fine. I was very popular. Yeah. Had a lot of friends. Okay. And then when I went through puberty, I was like, fucking thank God I'm tall now. Because I love being tall. Okay. Did you hate being short or you just like... No, I never never thought really about it because I was short. That's all I knew. But when I got tall, I was like, this is the life. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm here. I can do whatever. Okay. And then, uh, then I went back and I beat up all the kids that made fun of me. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Who was your first girlfriend? Uh, like, actual girlfriend? Because, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, I, like, n- like past the age of, like, sixth grade. You know what I mean? Like, around the time that you hit puberty on. All right, around the time I hit puberty on. First real girlfriend, like, first, like, sex girlfriend, right? Sure. Doesn't because, matter. Because, like, I, I had a girlfriend when I was short before sex. All right, question. Uh, side question. When did you lose your virginity? I lost my virginity when I was 16 years old. Okay. Uh, Did you have a girlfriend before that? Not like Did a serious girlfriend. Uh, yes, I, th- I, 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 think so. Okay. I had like a few crushes. Like girls were like, "Ooh, crushing." But I was when I was younger, I wasn't like one of those kids. I was like, 
I need a girlfriend. I need okay. to hold hands and stuff. I was never really like that, but I never had bad luck with girls. Okay. You know, like uh, if I if I wanted to pursue one, usually I I was okay at it. Mm-hmm. I was never scared of rejection, which which helps a lot because a lot of being a little never. kid. There's not you can't think of a time in your life when you were afraid of rejection by women. Not really. I guess I don't know. Like okay. you know, I still get like uh, you know like. All right, I'm gonna go talk to this girl. Yeah, I get mentally prepared. Yeah. You know that. Like, there's that. Like, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. ooh, anticipation. Like, right. ooh, I'm gonna go do it. But I, I've never been like, because uh, what's the worst that could happen? I go talk to a girl. She shoots me down. Okay. Whatever. S- okay. Okay. But uh, yeah. So uh, I lost my virginity when I was 16. It was it was bad. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it didn't go good for anybody uh-huh. involved. Right. But uh, you know, after that, I figured out how penises work, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. And I figured out what a vagina was. I was like, oh, oh. Okay, so what was your attitude around losing your virginity? It didn't really impact me. Did you think, like, I don't care, I just want to fuck? Or you're like, I want it to be with a girl that I am, like, into? It was, like, I just want to lose my virginity so that I can get past this hurdle in life. And and get better at it? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. And, like, enjoy it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I lost I lost my virginity to a friend of mine. She wasn't my girlfriend or anything. Oh. Yeah, it was All just... Right. It was a friend. Uh-huh. And, you know, I we might have had sex a couple times in life after that. Okay. But, like, we never... It never, like, affected our friendship or anything. Okay. Which was cool. I think it was cool. Yeah. She... And thank you, if you're listening, for not making fun of me throughout <laughs> these years for how bad it was. Because it was... <laughs> It was bad. I'm sure she didn't think twice. She was also 16, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. so she didn't. Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, she was 10, but, I mean, <laughs> she eventually became 16. <laughs> she one day turned 16. Okay. Um, hmm. So what's that mean about me? What, that you <laughs> lost your virginity to a 10-year-old? Whoa! <laughs> that sounds a lot worse when you say it. <laughs> okay, so was there ever a time in your life where you felt afraid of rejection by a girl? I have a big ex- who was the girl that, like, I always thought that I'd end up marrying. Mm. We met when I was really young. Not really young. I was, like, 16. Okay. It was it was post-losing virginity. Okay. Oh, you know what? No, it might have been pre-losing virginity when I met her. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But uh, we met really young. We dated for a while. Then we stopped dating. Then we started dating. We were on and off again. And a lot of it was because, like, you know, when you're a kid, life, life is a fucking its own thing. Mm-hmm. So, like... She lived in a different town. I lived in this town. And then, you know, we just, we were, it was a bad relationship Mm -hmm. in the fact that we shouldn't be in relationships when we're that young. Or we shouldn't take relationships so importantly when we're young. But I, I was like head over heels in love with this girl. And we, we got back together when we were older and, you know, like in our early twenties and I was a bad I was a pretty bad boyfriend then because I was, you know, I was a cool guy then. I was in mm-hmm. a band, had some tattoos. I thought mm-hmm. I was like, I thought I was the shit. Mm-hmm. I really did. Especially when I got a motorcycle. <laughs> Forget about it. I, <laughs> so, I thought I was the coolest guy in the world. How did that translate into you being a bad boyfriend? You know, I I never cheated on her. Mm-hmm. Maybe I cheated on her once. But I wasn't like a cheating on her guy. But like, I didn't treat her well. Like, I, I would flirt with girls right in front of her and stuff like that. Because I was, I, you know. I was in love with my own life at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't dedicate enough time to it. Right. So she, she dumped me. Okay. And a few years passed, and 
we we got back together and that's i can tell you that i was nervous then like real life nervous and i was scared that she wouldn't want to be with me then mm-hmm. but we ended up getting back together mm-hmm. but she had a boyfriend and we dated for like a year while she had a boyfriend with she had a boyfriend oh, yes so i guess you can't really call it dating okay but that was the time i was scared of rejection because i really wanted to be with her and i was like i'll be okay with her having her boyfriend as long as one day she's gonna leave him for me okay and then that happened for almost a year, and I was like, this is dumb. And okay. then I was like, I can't be blinded by this idea of this person I want to be with. And we ended it. So what made it different with her? What do you mean? Like, why were you afraid of rejection with her and not somebody else? Oh, because, uh, well, at this, oh, oh because I, I cared more for her than I did for any of the girls that I've been with previously. Okay, so you have the capability to care for people. Oh, absolutely, okay. yeah. Okay. And I... I when we got back together that last time, I was fully aware of how bad I was before mm-hmm. and how I needed to be different. Yes, okay. exactly. And I was capable of changing. And I did. I was like a really good guy. Like how many guys will let you have two boyfriends and be like, don't worry about it, babe. It's true. That was a good one. That was a good one. Hmm. But uh, yeah, then I realized how fucking stupid that is. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want to give anybody an ultimatum, but right. I'm like, if you're the kind of person that will have a boyfriend while yeah. having another yeah. boyfriend. You're not the person that I thought you were. Yeah. You're not the person that you were fucking 10 years ago when we were kids. Right. So, uh... Well, she was probably also probably freaked out by your behaviors when you were in your early 20s. Oh, I yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah. And she's probably even more freaked out by my behavior as an adult because I'm still <laughs> that same crazy person. I'm just a lot better at yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I ended up killing her. Great. Has her, there, too. Has there been anybody else that you've been freaked out about? Um, no. Interesting. Not really. Wow. So none of this has led me any closer to figuring <laughs> yes! out what you are as a person. I don't get it. So. Well, good. Stay out of my head. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I can't. I think that's a good spot to leave it, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It's we can do this again some other time. Sure. There I'll be back anytime. Be too. Yes. Yeah. We can study what we've done. Okay. And come back to it. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, everybody, uh, I forgot was here because we were so <laughs> in tune. Jiving. We were in there. Uh, thanks for listening to Get Out of My Head, <laughs> which I'm hoping will become kind of like a, like a, maybe like a once a month segment or something. Totally. Like, who knows? I'm down. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, so yeah, send me your problem <laughs> so I can fix you. Mm-hmm. So then Victoria can then come back and fix me. <laughs> Uh, find us, uh, email is problemsolvers4e at gmail, or just hit me up on Instagram at Zach Friday. Listen, Victoria, thank you very much. I feel lighter physically as a person oh, now that I've unburdened myself to you. That's a lie. Can you just start chanting problem solved? Is it fit? No. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved.